At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, and welcome to the From the Shadows podcast. I am the producer, Jason Lewis. I would like to thank you for tuning in to the From the Shadows podcast. And without further ado, here is your host, Shane Grove. Hey, uh, welcome to this week's edition of the Midweek Howl. Uh, Jason, the producer's with me. What's up, Jason? Hey, you know. And uh, and the Ozark Howlers joining us in... And I've I've begged him to tell this story, so so if nobody likes this story, it's my fault. But I think everybody's going to enjoy this one. <laughs> well, you know, it's fresh in my mind right now because the Daytona was a couple weeks ago, Daytona Five Hundred. Okay, and the Monday after the Daytona Five Hundred, when 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 the Lord reached down and took one of the best drivers ever, Dale Earnhardt. I remember that. Yeah. Yep, the day the day afterwards, I was sitting on the highway reading the newspaper, listening to all the tributes on sports radio. <clears throat> and I started hearing this what we call in law enforcement mutual aid. I, I heard was hearing all these mutual aid, the city calling the the county calling the city and then the city calling the state for an armed robbery in progress at this Petro truck stop up on the interstate. And it's about 40 or 45 miles from where I'm sitting. Okay. And it's, I had absolutely zero need. And as these dispatchers are having this sort of, this rookie trooper that I knew to go over there. And I could tell that he was, you know, he's trying to, you know, you just get people's, you just get to know just by listening to the radio traffic that I don't want to say overloaded, but it's just, it's just a goat rope, turning it into goat rope. And if it keeps going, it's going to be a, 
county fair in a minute. But I was depressed because of Dale getting killed. I threw my newspaper in the... You know, NASCAR fans don't make the best state troopers. So... I threw my newspaper in the back and I started kind of heading that away. And the further I drove, the more the goat rope got big. And I'm about to feel from it. I'm on a two lane blacktop. I'm down here at the river, you know, two lane country road, but I'm about to get on the four lane. And, and I thought, I don't know, maybe it's a tribute to, to Mr. Earnhardt, but I'm about to kick this big Ford in the, in, down and I'm going to run it up about 125. It'll give me an excuse. So I pick up my mic and I tell the dispatch, I, hey, I'm going to go up there and help in this deal. So they tell this young trooper, that's okay. We got old troopers coming. He's lazy, but he knows everybody. They didn't. That's what they, that's what they were thinking. That's what they were thinking, but they didn't say it. Okay. So I immediately realized my mistake when I pulled in the truck stop parking lot. Now, anybody that's drove down the interstate and pulled into a petrol truck truck stop they're as big as my hometown yeah. in, yes they in, are in, in one parking lot okay it's in the morning 7 30 in the morning 6 30 7 30 in the morning it's daylight but it's early these cops got their shotguns out this is back before everybody had an ar-15 so they, back in the old days they'd pull out shotguns Everybody had, you know, two or three of them had deputies there with shotguns out and city cops with shotguns out. And the one trooper, he didn't have a gun out, but he had his hat on, which is just as good. And, <clears throat> and I pulled up, put my one down, and they said, now this tr- truck stop, we're at what they call the, f- the f- not only did it, it wasn't a petrol that got robbed, it was the fuel island. So to get to where the truckers actually buy their fuel, it's around back. And I mean, it is 300 18 wheelers lined up. I mean, that's how big this parking lot is. And this cop, young cop, straight faced as could be, not the trooper, but the city cop, says, Man, I'm glad you're here. We're going to start searching all these trucks. Oh, man. And I, I, you know, I can't relay the dumb look on my face over your podcast, <laughs> but I assure you, <laughs> if you see me, I, I, you know what I mean? I, I just I couldn't believe my mistake. <laughs> and I said, okay, well, where's everybody at? Well, so-and-so and so-and-so. I can't talk about the one guy because he's still working. And I don't want the other guy's dead. So I'll use, I'll talk about the dead guy, Jake. <clears throat> I said, and you know, Jake's a deputy. And he says, Jake's up there. And I, so I wheel on up there. And I still ain't got out of my car because, remember, I'm lazy. So <laughs> I wheel up there and I put my window back down. And Jake says, hey, man, you want to look at the uh, – surveillance tape with me i said yeah why not right so i hop out and i tell this young trooper i said uh, he says i mean i'm glad you're here and i said i don't know i don't know if i should have came he sounds like to me you guys got your work cut out for you yeah well the county and the city they're wanting to search every truck and you know we're gonna do this and this and that and i said well i'm gonna go in with jake why don't you come in with me let's go look at the surveillance tape and now i want to go in there because a couple things it's inside it's heated no one wants to stand out in January, February. I think it's February, February in in the elements. Okay, so we go in there and we're watching the tape and this this portly gray sweatshirt, gray sweatpants, hooded sweatshirt, 
ball cap on. He's got those. Remember those real blonde-looking, like, Caterpillar work boots or Doc Martens? What were they? You know what I mean? They were real yeah. blonde-looking yeah, yeah. suede. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. They were, um, God, I can't Oh, Timberlands. Yeah. But Timberlands. this guy had the knockoffs. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so he yeah, walks yeah. in. He's got a nickel. What ter- turns out to be nickel revolver so it's shiny he's got two chicks just two registers one on the right one on the left he orders them a back to back up open the drawer and back up so they open the drawer and back up and he walks over there and he's too fat to reach the money (laughs) so he puts the gun he's got he puts the gun down on the counter puts both hands over the counter to pull himself hoist him and i don't even know why he didn't walk around the end of the end of the counters beyond me but that's why he's robbing stuff so he puts that nickel-plated <laughs> pistol down on the counter, reaches over and pulls himself over. He's got a, uh, dare I say, his product placement here. He's got a Walmart sack in his other hand. <laughs> and he, and he, he, he counts the money. He just picks up the money right down the drawer, like ones, fives, tens, twenties. You know what I mean? Puts it in the sack. Goes to the other register. Takes the money, you know, right, left to right, boom, 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 puts it in the sack, twists the sack around. It doesn't go all, go around the end of the counter again. Puts his hands the opposite way, hoists his girth <laughs> over the counter. He gets all the way to the door. He's made one step out the door. His left hand is still on the door, and he realizes he's left the gun. The gun's been sitting on the counter the whole time. <laughs> he's got to turn back around <laughs> and go back and get the gun. And flees into the parking lot. And that's what they all said. He robbed the fuel island, 911 dispatch. He's robbed the fuel island and fled out in the trucks, you know. So I watch that tape with these other two cops a little bit. And I think, how am I, God's green earth, am I going to get out of here? How am I going to go back down that 40 miles of road and get my newspaper back out? It was actually not even newspaper. It was ad tracker. You know, you ad finder where you're looking. And, you know, I got two dogs and a John Deere tractor for sale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> there's no way I'm going to even attempt you know, to search all these trucks. So as I was standing there, there's there's little groups of, of truck drivers, you know, four or five over there, three or four over there, two or three over there. And truck drivers notoriously have have uh, have have an adversarial relationship with troopers. So they're they're kind of railing on us being lazy and stupid and, and blah 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 blah. And for some reason I looked over and there was a guy with no shoes on. A fat guy with no shoes on. And and it's February, and that's odd to be standing in the parking lot with no shoes on. <laughs> so, as they say, there's no way you're going to be able to search all these effing trucks, and some of us are in a hurry and all that other stuff. I started walking away, and I said, yeah, I know. I said, where are you guys? And I walked up to three of them, and I, there was three of them, the fat guy and two other people. I said, where are you guys parked? that the fat guy says you know one of them says there one of them says there one of them says there big trucks big conventional trucks sitting there well the fat guy pointed to this one and uh, two things struck me first of all he's an owner operator this will mean something to truck drivers and but not to anybody else and second of all his truck was out of the three his was the only one not running 
nowadays <laughs> I think they got generators and they got all this other stuff. But back in the old days, you had to leave the truck running. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> a lot of these owner operators, because they got to pay for their truck and their fuel and all that stuff, they get jammed up and they're usually the ones hauling dope or doing something because they got bills to pay. So I tell him, I said, hey, well, if you don't mind, because he said, I got to get up Mexico. That's the town of Missouri. I got to get up Mexico and pick up a load of brick. I said, okay. I said, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll, I'll search your truck first, and when you get over there to the to leave, because he wanted to go. Well, I'm leaving. And I said, when you get over to leave, you just tell him you do, I done searched you. He said, okay. So as we walk over there, young troopers behind me, Jake's behind him. I said, you don't mind if I search your truck? No, sir. And I go to open the door, and he said, now, before you go up there, I just took a dump. I said, do what? And he goes, I got a bathroom in there. I just took a dump, and I don't remember flushing it. And I opened the door of this truck, and it smelled so bad. <laughs> I mean, it smelled like he took a dump off the seat. I'm, I'm getting in the driver's seat. Now, the first thing I do is I turn that key to on and see where his gas gauges are. They're all on the empty. Mm. That's another clue. And right between them seats is a, is a gray sweatshirt. I moved gray sweatshirt and there's them blonde. And and I think they were the, didn't they make something that was a caterpillar? They said, yes, they they did. There was those blonde work boots. So now I'm in something. And I start getting a little further in that sleeper. And some of these sleepers are gigantic. I don't even know how big it is. I mean, some of these sleepers are gigantic. And he had a collection of probably 125 DVDs and movies and Blu-rays and stuff. I mean, so I go straight to the toilet. I lift the lid, and he had taken a big dump on this toilet. It's like a camper toilet. So it's got a vacuum deal. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? The little flapper. He's taking a dump on this flap. And all he had to do is hit the button, and it sucks it away. But he didn't. Okay. So I tell that young trooper I'm with, or actually I tell Jake, because Jake kind of followed me up to the side of the tr- into the cab. He's going, my God, it stinks so damn bad. I say, dude, give me a flashlight and some rubber gloves. And he goes, no way. I said, give me a flashlight and some rubber gloves. He goes, no way. And I said, do it, dude. Do it. Now, this is why he was beholden to me. The first time I ever met him is Jake the cop. God rest his soul. He's dead now. But at the time, the first day I'd ever met him, I was working out in the absolute middle of nowhere. And I checked this car going 110 miles an hour, coming at me, two-lane road along Big River Bottom. There shouldn't have been anybody out there. And there was two cars, him and this dude and me. And so I hit the red lights. I actually cut a U-turn in front of him to make sure he could stop because sometimes they'll run on you. And I get up there, and I don't know him from Adam, but he he badges me right out of the gate, which is, you know, he's badging me right out of the gate because he's going 110 miles an hour and a 60, and, and he's shitting bricks because he's showing off to his buddy. Mm-hmm. You ain't a cop. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, okay, well, dude, just be careful or whatever. So from then on, I was golden to him. You know what I mean? I could do no wrong. <laughs> and I never told anybody the story or anything else. So on the third request to get me some rubber gloves and the flashlight, he said, I'll do it, but I can't believe it. So he brings me, and I could tell by the guy, the fat guy was watching him. And I could tell by the way the fat guy, when he walked by him with the 
flashlight and rubber gloves. The fat guy was getting worried, and the young trooper was like, no way. <laughs> I put them rubber gloves on, and I just I, I got my index, my left index finger. I had to use my left hand in case something bad happened. I needed to shoot with my right. I didn't want to get shit on my pistol. So <laughs> I, had I had to use my left thing, and I pushed that flapper, and I turned that flashlight on, and what's there? A blue Walmart sack full of money. Look like <laughs> the ghost of Sam Walton. Looking up at me. <laughs> <laughs> and he oh goes, my goodness. What's in there? And I said, a shitload of money. And he goes, No, serious. And this this fat guy's in front of this big long nosed Peterbilt conventional. And he's watching me. And that trooper's behind him looking over his head. And I give him the signal, the hands up signal. And they cuffed him. So I pulled that $3,200, $3,600. It was 3000 some chains out of the toilet because what he had done is he had put it down he just pushed the flapper open with his finger put that money in there and then took a dump on it mm-hmm. you know he didn't want to flush it because it went all the way down right so i got out of that truck but we still didn't find the gun we get out i get out of that truck the dude can't believe it i said believe it you know and of course there's 15 18 truck drivers still over drinking coffee you know railing on us and and I dare I've solved the crime in front of them. So we just went from a bunch of hazy dumbasses to, to <laughs> so I get on the phone and I call our troop. And when you tow a car, it's one thing. When you tow an eighteen wheeler, it's a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. So my lieutenant says, "Get the county to do it." You know, this guy's going to go to court. The county will try to seize the truck. Get the county to do it. The county's going. It's going to cost five or six hundred dollars to get that thing towed to impound, and we don't want to do it. And as this transpires, the young trooper I was with said, "Well, you want me to drive it?" And I said, "You got your CDL?" And he said, "Yeah." I, I said, "Well, what'd you do before you get you got on patrol?" He said, "Well, I was a truck driver in the Marine Corps." And I said, "Well, buddy, if you..." So he jumps up with his hat on and his full-blown uniform, and he's rolling this big, you know. 3208 cat or whatever and he's rolling it out there and of course i i think i told some of my cb stories in the previous podcast but i had my cb on on my mark cop car and, and they're all talking trash all these truckers oh you better watch they got an undercover smoky in that truck and all that stuff so we take that thing down there and and he backs it in the impound like he like he was like he was smoking the bandit like he was like he was Sonny Snow or whoever. I don't know who Jerry Reed played. He was like, like oh, he was Cletus. Jerry Reed smoke. Yeah, Cletus Snow. Looked yeah. like he was Cletus Snow in Smoking the Band. And he parked that truck in there. So he gets in my car and we go back. We're heading back to Petro Fuel Island. Now we have saved the day, right? We have we have got them the thirty two, thirty eight hundred dollars, whatever, however much money it was. It was three thousand some change. We have we have recovered the pistol. We've brought the truck to impound. We've saved the state and the county $600 of a tow bill. Now, what I had forgot to tell you earlier, the guy that was playing the tape was the general manager of this truck, Petro. And as I got to talking to him, he knew me. He's older than me, quite a bit older than me, but he had worked at Safeway with my mother. My mother had worked at Safeway, so we kind of knew each other, right? <laughs> so I tell this young trooper I'm with, because i got to bring him back to his car. His car is up there at Petro. I said, hey, man, I'll, let's walk in. I said, I'll buy you a drink. Because they used to give cops in uniform free fountain sodas. To, especially at night to get you to get to come around there. You know, that's how the stations get keep the cops around, you know. Yeah. 
So for safety cops, purposes, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, the cops are going to steal just as much as the bad guys, but they ain't going to hurt you. So, <laughs> no, that was a joke. So anyway, <laughs> I walk up, and I get me a fountain Pepsi or whatever, and he gets him a fountain Pepsi, you know. I don't remember how big. That's back before, you know, that's back when 32 ounces was big. Mm-hmm. So I, we walk up to the thing. Now, the gals that just looked down the barrel of the gun, remember? Mm-hmm. The gals that just, the gals that looked down the barrel of the gun and were saved by me and Barney Fife. We've taken the guy that got to jail. We've quelled the uprising. You know what she says? What she whispers. There? Sorry, our boss. Now, her boss is the guy that knows my mom from Safeway. He knew me when I was in high school, grade school and stuff. He said, sorry, my boss is in there. I'm going to have to charge you guys. Oh, my goodness. Can you believe that? I just recovered $3,000 from him, and they charged us for a freaking fountain drinks. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Ungrateful as I don't know what. Yeah, that's just people, man. That's just people. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's my world yeah. out there. Ladies and gentlemen, a final word. Please visit us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash from the shadows podcast and on our Instagram page at instagram.com forward slash from the shadows podcast. You can visit our webpage at from the shadows podcast or contribute to our Facebook discussion page called After the Shadows and tweet us on our Twitter feed at twitter.com forward slash podcast underscore from. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward to hearing from you all. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.